The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Lambert Smith throws it downfield, wide open. Theo Johnson got it the 15, 10-5, touchdown, Penn State, Keandre Lambert Smith. They set it up perfectly. Allen is to the right of Clifford, too far side. Play action fake. Sean loads it up. Long and deep down the middle is Keandre Lambert-Smith. He's got it. Touchdown, Penn State. They go for the bundle after the takeaway. Game, set, and match, Nittany Lions. Back with you on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio. It's time to talk to Mike Gross, Penn State writer for Lancaster Online. You can toss him a follow, a follow, excuse me, at Mike Gross LNP. Mike Gross with us now. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing? Good, man. Thanks We're for good. joining us. Really, really good. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Hey, let's start here. Uh, Rose Bowl for Penn State. They take on Utah, and Utah just came off one of their biggest wins, knocking USC out of the college football playoff. What's your expectation for this matchup? Uh, I, I consider Utah a slight uh, favorite. I like their team a lot. People expected them to be going into the year. They've been really the losses. Really, their losses their wins. Uh, they lost to Florida. They lost to PFA. Um Yeah, they're a quick, athletic, tough team. And uh, I work with Las Vegas, which like my uh, favorite. Mike, let me ask you something, just kind of globally, because I think this is interesting. Even though James Franklin, big presence, Penn State, huge brand. How many people outside of Happy Valley know or understand that Penn State was 10-2 and two heading into this football game and had a remarkable double-digit win football season? Well, I think it has been a little far. I think uh, they, you know, they, they're defining games. In Ohio State, they lost both of those, and then they kind of were kind of done, uh, and they were as far as winning the conference beyond that. But after that Ohio State game, which was really a pretty competitive game, mm-hmm. uh, that that was not uh, that was not a, a, a real dominant win in any way by Ohio State. After that, the way they kind of tore through November uh, really impressed me. Even though they didn't play anybody great, uh, they really smacked the crap out of four straight opponents in November. And and uh, uh, you know the I, I, to, the short answer to your question is they don't have an elite win. I think that's what it is. They don't have an elite win. Although they got pretty close against Ohio State earlier yeah, that, on this season, the, the second half of that fourth quarter was pretty misleading. That uh, you how did they? Too, I, How'd they get over that, though? They because won the line of 
scrimmage was was uh, pretty even. Yep. And uh, that was one game where where I, I I didn't think Sean Clifford had a real good game that that, that game. Uh, there's a lot of people in our neck of the woods that think he never has a good game. They, they're, <laughs> they're, they're they're down on that dude. But uh, but I thought in that game that you know he missed a, he missed some open targets. He missed choices. Uh, they really could have uh, you know I don't know could have won. That might be a little bit of an overstatement, but they certainly. It, that that was a competitive game. That was a game that maybe they could almost build on a little bit, and the way they played after that indicates that maybe they did. So Mike, let me ask you something, because I think James Franklin Wiley, known for his recruiting prowess, and you have a handful of impact freshmen, a couple in the backfield, secondary. Like, is he playing just enough freshmen to keep the recruiting buzz where it is, but understanding full well that in the Big Ten it has to be a supplement, and it can't supplant in terms of playing young guys. How has he navigated or negotiated that give and take? Well, a couple, couple of things. Number one, uh, if you're talking about the freshman running backs, I mean, it's, it's been obvious since very early on that those kids were exceptional. So they've, they've just shared the duty. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've had almost an equal number of carries. I'm talking about Nick Singleton and uh, I'm drawing a blank in the other kid's name, uh, Catron Allen. Allen, yeah. Uh, and they both, they've both been spectacular, but they're different. They're different kind of backs. Singleton has a chance to get 1,000 yards if he has a big Rose Bowl. So in, in that case, it's simple. We, those are the best guys we have. We're gonna have <laughs> um, on the defense, they just have played a lot of people. They have they have twenty six people with a tackle for loss this year. They have sixteen people who have a, at least one. Set. They're running people in and out of the game, and some of those people are freshmen. And uh, I think that's really been, I think that's really been the way that he's made that work, with a lot of help from Manny Diaz, first year defensive yeah. coordinator, who has been a home run hire. They really have built an aggressive, disruptive, athletic defense, and uh, and they just play They just play a lot of people. Every game, you look at the participation sheet, there's 26, 27 kids that have gotten in the game on defense. So that's been the way he's able to mitigate that a little bit. We're speaking with Mike Gross, Penn State writer for Lancaster Online. Right now, you can toss him a follow at Mike Gross LNP on Twitter. Mike, offensive line play has been the topic of conversation in Lincoln today, and it was the topic about two weeks ago at Penn State when the yeah. team retained their NFL projected first rounder. How big is that for the program going forward and for this upcoming bowl game in particular? Because if he were NFL bound, you probably wouldn't see him playing. Well, he, he's, he's hurt. So I don't know if he's playing in the road, Bowl. but the, the, but the fact that he's coming back next year when I, I mean, the, some of the NFL people that I pay attention to had him in the top five or six yeah. among the, in, in, in uh, the, the coming draft, he's a very unusual kid. He's a great student. Uh, he comes from a family that is not, doesn't really have a football background, but, but uh, it's sort of a wide variety uh, of interest, and I, so I guess he he had more to accomplish in college. We're talking about Janu, their left tackle, 
Uh, he is uh, a third year college, so he would be at, at eligible. Uh, really, I checked the box. Um, I don't know. Unless you guys, I have not heard that, that he is playing bowl game, but I haven't heard that he. Uh, and he, he's been used. His emergence has been used. The offensive line has been such a problem for in recent years. All of a sudden, they seem to have got a huge key to what they've been able to do. No, you would know better than us when it comes to his injury status. When I allude to that question, I think three weeks in advance and think, <laughs> hey, you know, he, he, may, he may have a, have a chance to be on the field. No question. Yeah. That was actually the Ohio State game when he went when he left, and it, it's it's interesting. I was I, I was near the end of that game, and I happened to, I was out in the field. I was out in the end zone, and he walked right, and he was walking completely normally. So I'm I'm guessing you know I didn't see any sort of limp or any sign of injury at all. So I'm guessing maybe it's not a lower body thing, uh, but I don't know. That's just guessing. Uh, but yeah, you, you're uh, you, you're uh, you guys are right. I, I think there's a pretty good chance that he'll be available in the, for the Rose Bowl. Mike, let me get you out of here on this. When it comes to James Franklin and in-game coaching, that has gone back and forth nationally for the last <laughs> handful of years, right? Uh, gets yep. locked up long term. Got a big contract. The you know early signing period is coming up. They're going to have another good class. He continues to recruit. How does the fan yep. base balance? that dynamic i mean we are talking about for all intents and purposes another quiet 10 win season he's winning (laughs) he's recruiting but is he adored like you think the number should indicate not quite uh i i understand exactly what you're saying it's not quite and and one of the things I, i think it's been relatively quiet this year because there have not been that many situations this year that, that called into question like clock management mm. or real specific key moment yeah. play calls, that kind of stuff, which there just hasn't been uh, much of that this year. Uh, so so that's, that side of it has sort of died down. Uh, he hasn't taken a lot of grief about that. Uh, and and he, um, the, the coordinator, uh, the offensive coordinator, Mike Yersich, has uh, the criticism of him, of him has died down a little bit. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I think that there, there's still this reputation that he can't win the big one, which I think that's always simplistic whenever an athlete. Uh, but but he still has that, and uh, he's going to have to he's going to have to beat uh, Michigan and or Ohio State to to push that side, and maybe next year. Next year seems like maybe the year, if there's ever going to be one, we're going to make that happen. Mm. Mike, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. We hope to talk to you down the road. All right. Thanks, fellas. Hey, thanks, Mike. That's Mike Gross, Penn State writer for Lancaster Online. Just about a minute left in the show. If we did not touch on a topic that you thought we were going to today because DB and I get off topic every now and then or continue something, a segment to segment, 
Join us where we podcast. That's Heard at Sports Morning Dump, Benning Bites, and Sports Six Pack in the afternoon. And for Morning Dump today, something that I wanted to talk about that we really didn't touch on too much goes back to our poll question. What is the likelihood Jim Leonard ends up at Nebraska? Is it very strong, somewhat strong, not sure, or no shot because you're a Debbie Downer? We will talk about that (laughs) on Morning Dump because I think – Only good can come from the headline when you read it in the paper. Jim Leonard to Nebraska. Wouldn't that be something? It would be something for a lot of different I'm trying not to allow myself to even entertain it. And we will get into that again where we podcast. Go to Herd at Sports. Find Morning Dump. That's it for the show this morning. Thanks for joining us. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal coming your way later on this afternoon on Hale Varsity Radio. We'll see you tomorrow on Coffee and Cream, powered by Currency.